Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Your Freedom podcast. So, so, so happy to have you here. I'm Madeline Bailey, uh, creator of this podcast, editor, producer, all the things. So excited to have you guys here, especially after my little break um, that I was needing after my, you know, breakout breakout that's not correct <laughs> burnout things that I keep doing um definitely will address that more because I have definitely most of my life been in cycles of burnout and it, they've definitely um become a pattern that I'm working and addressing and working to actually take days off crazy concept right um so yeah I'm feeling like I still need a little bit time off, but not from the podcast, but just in general. So I'm working on doing that. And yeah, just a lot is kind of up in the air in my life, which this whole year, I feel like I've been saying that since I was fired in January, everything has been very confusing and in limbo in terms of jobs and careers and money and where I'm moving and relationships like it's all been very confusing um so yeah it's still very confusing part of me is considering moving back to new orleans which did not see coming part of me is thinking about moving to new york richmond still on the the table denver spain um who fucking knows i don't know um i think i'm gonna start bartending which is fun and i just wanted to reference that because i think a lot of times when people are like starting their own businesses this is obviously not what the podcast is about today, but people don't really talk about like you either are working nine to five and busting your ass on nights and weekends, or you're working in the service industry when you're starting this up. And like, I feel like, especially with the service industry, there's always this like stigma and like shame and all these things. And I've been working in an olive oil store for multiple months and it's been driving me bananas. (laughs) some parts of it has been fun but it's also been driving me a little bit crazy but um yeah I am hopefully gonna start bartending which I'm excited about because I like making fun drinks whether it's coffee or bartending you know alcoholic beverages and I think that'll be a fun experience so we'll see could be moving soon unsure um (laughs) relationship things are interesting as well but I'm not going to talk about that too much except for a little bit in the episode but not directly that so that's kind of my life update um if you like the podcast please leave a five-star review rate it subscribe do all the things share it with your friends if you think this episode would be helpful for anyone definitely send it around I'm super excited for this topic and I feel like I've been having issues with my father and with men and I've been attracting women into kind of my space that are having similar issues and hearing their stories and yeah I think it's all very interesting and unique because we all have these unique trauma and these unique pains that affect how we show up in relationships and how we um, feel about men that kind of come from our, our father and just the early interactions we had with men so I think this episode will be really good and I'm really excited to talk about this and like I said I think the last episode I did usually my more kind of controversial topics um, people used to usually like those things and they like when I get vulnerable and real about the things I'm struggling with so I hope you like this episode um yeah I was gonna say I'm taking a new coaching client but I'm not gonna uh 
I'm not going to promote that right now because honestly, I'm probably going to wait until December or January to take one now and I need to kind of get some things organized in my business. I am doing readings though and I'm really excited about that. I'm super jazzed up about tarot and I did my first in-person reading this weekend and it was it was really great. Um, so yeah, if you want a reading, DM me or book on my website. Uh, if you want a discounted reading, DM me and I'll do readings for 33 through this month and there'll probably be some like holiday specials if you're wanting to get readings for family members or yeah, anything. Anything like that. Um, yeah, I think that's it with my announcements. Check out my website. I added more booking links and other fun coaching reading things. So check that out. Check out my writing. Check out my poems. More coming out about poems and uh, videos and content and all the things. So yeah, today's episode, Daddy Issues, Learning to Trust Men. This has been, um, I mean, I would say it's been a lifelong process, but it's been very much in my awareness since September and very much so in the past like month in my awareness of there's, there's some stuff here. And I think like I've talked about on the episode, I realized in kind of the beginning of the summer, May of 2020, that I was really needing to kind of heal these um sexual trauma sexual assaults there's going to be a trigger warning on this episode because that's definitely going to be discussed today and I was realizing I really needed to heal that and it wasn't just um it wasn't just for the way I showed up sexually with people but it was actually like having a really big impact on the partners I was choosing and who I thought was safe and avoidance of relationships and that kind of came into my awareness then that I needed to prioritize that Um, and then the whole rest of the past year and a half has been so crazy that I haven't even really had time to dive into that and I started diving into that the end of September and I've honestly um, not done the rest of EMDR around that and it's been extremely tough and triggering and I've just been really in an interesting headspace since the end of September and feeling very triggered and very needy and very my partner's gonna leave me my dad's like all of these things around men and I've felt pretty on edge since the end of September if I'm being honest with you guys um and I'm ready to not (laughs) feel that way um but Yeah, I think just in general and like when you're starting to do this work and you're starting to kind of explore your patterns and other things, like I think it's really important to kind of look back at your parents and look back at the messaging that you kind of grew up with, like what were the core things you were told, what are your core wounds, what really shaped the way you grew up and how you kind of respond to the world now. And when I first started therapy, I was able to kind of realize that I'd um, organize my life around like perfectionism and achievement and being perfect because that made me feel safe because I didn't feel like my parents were fully there and taking care of me the way I needed to be. So I went into overachievement as a way to make myself feel safe because I didn't feel I felt like I grew up very fast and I felt like I was kind of the parent 
to my parents in certain ways. And yeah, I would say with my, with my dad specifically, I didn't really realize there were kind of issues with his messaging and just different other things really until, um, 2019 before I moved to New Orleans. I, I loved my dad. Of course, I still love my dad, but, um, we, we had a pretty good relationship when I was growing up and I kind of brushed aside the issues because we had fun together. He took me surfing. He threw fun birthday parties for me. He was around a lot. Um, but what I was missing was like kind of tangible support or financial support or emotional support. Like those things were not really there, but he was, he was around a lot and we had a lot of fun together. Um, so I just didn't see the other things cause I didn't, I don't know, as a kid, I don't think I really understood like, oh, you have emotional needs. Like you need to feel like supported in your emotions and, um, all those, like, I just don't think I was really aware of those things. So growing up, me and my dad were always like very close. Um, and I think, I think I did start to realize more in college and earlier that my dad settled kind of like a decent amount of problematic kind of messaging around women and relationships that I kind of took on of being very hyper body focused. Like I, I have memories in high school of me and my dad, like using my fitness pal together and like trying to eat under like 1200 calories a day together which is obviously very not healthy um and I just remember him like always like calling women like hippie or fat and like me being very hyper conscious of my body and like feeling like my appearance was like the part of me that was lovable and but my dad would also kind of emphasize that I needed to be smart. So it's kind of like, I need to be pretty, but I also need to be intelligent to be lovable, but my body is the most important. And if that gets fat, no one's going to like me. So those are kind of some of the messages that I started to um, take on. And I also just had kind of some sexual kind of trauma things like as a child that I think kind of made me feel not in charge of my body and kind of those messagings with messages with my dad and like a lot of the attention that I got in high school kind of led me to um led me to feel like a lot of my worth was like in my body and it was just like something men like used and I I feel like I had a lot of like men being very kind of like aggressive about my appearance and a lot of like catcalling and a lot of like a lot of things like that when I was like 13 or 14 where like obviously I didn't really know better or I didn't really like know how to deal with that um and then I had experiences at parties where um things happened that weren't okay and kind of all of those narratives that my dad was saying and then the things that happened you know at parties with alcohol and all of these things like started to compound on each other of your worth is your body and that men just you know like the narratives that like everyone says like men only want one thing like all of those narratives kind of like 
had me perceive that in the eyes of a man, like my only worth is my attractiveness and my body and that all men want to have sex with you and like you need to be like on the lookout, like you need to be like hyper vigilant to that because like everyone's trying to sleep with you. Um, and I felt like I had been taken advantage of in that way too, of just being like a young girl and drinking and like just pushed into situations that I wasn't comfortable with. So I'd kind of started to develop this relationship with my body of like, it's not my own and I'm not in control of it and men are here and they're like scary and they just want to have sex with me and like there's nothing I can do about it. Um, so I think kind of as those narratives grew, I started to kind of shut off my my sexuality for bullying reasons and just other reasons um, kind of completely because I was scared of it being distorted again and I didn't feel safe to be like that like my sexuality felt dangerous and having those experiences kind of at parties when I was in high school of people sexually assaulting me was like you know alcohol is dangerous your body's dangerous like you can't be trusted with your body and like you can't trust men so I kind of shut all of that off for a while until like kind of halfway through college where I started doing yoga and that was like kind of my first process of getting back into my body and trying to trust myself um around men and I'm saying all of this now like oh I was so aware of it when I was like 16 or when I was like 19 and I had no awareness of this I didn't know that when I was around men, I inherently felt scared. I inherently felt like I didn't trust them. I inherently felt unsafe. Like that truth has just become aware to me in the past like couple months that I feel really scared around men and I don't trust them to be there for me. And I feel like they're all just thinking about having sex with me. Um, so in college, I kind of started to like heal a little bit of my sexuality and that has kind of been <laughs> that has kind of been a journey of of kind of healing it and allowing myself to be sexual again and then at certain points kind of being like hypersexualized and trying to have sex like i don't give a fuck and i can do this and i can do that but actually kind of like re-traumatizing myself by doing those behaviors and I think I've I've done a decent amount of work and I'm in a better place with my sexuality and how this kind of all ties to men but I would say kind of going back to my dad like in 2019 I kind of started to realize that it all started to click with me like all the stories of like oh like when I need my dad he doesn't show up for me. He's not there for me. He's selfish and he genuinely doesn't care. He likes hanging out with me as like a friend, but like when I need him, he's just not there. Um, and like when I tell him something he said upset me, he says I'm a bad person. Like he can't take criticism. 
And I kind of just started to realize these things and it all kind of culminated in me getting in a car accident and my car being totaled and living in New Orleans. My dad kept saying, I'm coming to, I'm coming to New Orleans. I'm going to help you, blah, blah, blah. And every weekend I would think he was coming and then he just wouldn't fly to New Orleans. Um, and it, it took like having my heart broken multiple times by him not showing up for me that fall to be like, oh, like this is my dad. And like, I need to grieve the the family I made up in my head that made me feel safe. Like I need to grieve the father that I wanted to have that I projected that my dad was and like accept the fact that he's not really there for me when he needs me that he is selfish that he is a bit narcissistic that he doesn't have like really emotional capabilities that he can't take criticism that I just really can't go deep with this person and and it's like as I got older and as I got more successful or challenged his narratives the more we grew apart um because he didn't he could tell that I could see through his shit and he didn't like that. So I kind of got to a point where I started to feel that way with my dad and had always kind of felt like I have to take care of him. Um, and I can remember feeling like that as a kid too and like forcing him to put me to bed and him like partying with friends and all of these kind of things. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of been something that I've been working on as I've been away and then coming back home it's very much been this thing of you know like acceptance of my dad and who he is now and also like how how to have a relationship with him and just knowing that I can't really go deep and just kind of trying to hang out with him as a friend I guess in a way and just some things have kind of happened in the past couple weeks with just this credit card situation and like my dad just being like really shitty and yelling at me and like not being there for me and just being selfish as I like know him to be and that being really intense and triggering and then me getting into kind of like the healthiest relationship that I've been in and then there being issues and conflict and me trying to start this therapy that's really intense. Um, If anyone knows anything about EMDR, the first session you bring up like every experience of trauma that fits into the type of trauma that you're healing. And then after that, it gets better because you start doing like the eye movements and the reprogramming and stuff. But the first session you're going to feel pretty bad. And I felt pretty bad since the end of September because I haven't been able to carry on because life has been so crazy. But in my current relationship, I have just like started to become aware of like the fact that I was always kind of an avoidant attachment style and I avoided relationships and intimacy because deep down, I don't believe that anyone will be there for me and like with women and with my friends I think I don't have that wound as much like I trust women more to be there for me even though I've been burned by women too but and my mom <laughs> but I, I trust my friends to be there for me more and I, I trust them to be emotionally there for me but there is a little hesitation of like if I needed something would they be there for me but I think I've healed that decently with with women but with men I feel like 
just with me and Evan in the beginning, I would just, at first when we were talking about moving to Richmond, I kept like kind of like constantly checking in on it because I didn't trust that he would follow through on his word because my dad never followed through on his word. And I realized that I was always avoidant attachment style because now that I'm in a relationship, I'm actually like pretty anxious, especially after bringing up all that like past trauma and everything. I just feel very frightened and scared of Evan leaving me. And like, I think he's the first man that I've actually ever felt safe around which is huge but when we first the first time we were like intimate together there was drinking and like I felt really triggered and re-traumatized from that experience and I was able to talk with him through that and through that feel trust again and feel um feel good again and I I wrote a poem about that and kind of how Evan wanted to take things slow with me and how I was actually the one that benefited so much from going slow in terms of like sexuality and intimacy um but yeah I think it's been interesting because this is a this is a caveat but I just want to say if you're in therapy that there are good and bad therapists and that you should always check in with yourself and like what feels true to you when the therapist brings up an observation because my my therapist is amazing but sometimes she says things that I don't that don't fully land with me. Um, and I think it's just been interesting because I feel the safest I've ever felt with a, with a man, with Evan, for multiple reasons. Um, but there have been some like really hard things that have been kind of happening lately as well. Um, and things that make me more scared of being abandoned and hard conversations and kind of up and down moods and things like that. Um, and I think it's just been interesting kind of with my therapist. I think the distinction between like sometimes when you haven't done the work, the safest people feel like they feel like family. They feel like the, the pain that you know versus the happy relationship you want. And I I don't feel like Evan that he is anything like my dad. They do have some similarities, which I think my therapist <laughs> wanted to point out to me. And it's important because I need to feel... I need to undo the the things of the past where I feel like I can trust someone and I can trust someone to be there for me and I don't feel like I have to be someone's mom or be someone's parent and that's really important in this healing but I think just if you're in a relationship checking in with yourself like is this a safe person is this a person that is really there for me that wants to be there and like that's worthy of trust or is this a person that feels safe because it's the pain that I that I know of someone not being there for me of someone being emotionally unavailable like all of those things and I I think Evan me and Evan's relationship has been really healing because I feel really safe around him and I don't feel like (laughs) it was kind of the first person and I feel like I'm just all tangenty today but I think it's really important and I think some people never get there and it's crazy. It's really important to be in a relationship where you feel like the reason that they're with you is your soul and that your body is just like not even part of the equation. Like Evan makes me feel beautiful and sexy and like desired, but 
I feel so safe in it because I feel like he's there because of like the person I am, not anything to do with my looks. And that was such a trigger point for me for so long of that was my worthiness around men. And I've realized that I've, I've used my looks even and my sexuality and like those things to manipulate men to stay with me. And even with Evan, I've noticed those behaviors trying to come out. But yeah, I think it's interesting because I do, I do feel the safest I've ever felt with Evan. And I guess I'm just in a point in my life of, you know, how do I distance myself from the men that don't make me feel safe? Like my father and honestly, a lot of the people I've attracted into my life is as men. And how do I, how do I attract and get to know more safe men in terms of friendships, relationships, mentors, like just how can I get to know more men that make me feel safe and trust my body around men that it's telling me that aren't safe and kind of building a community of men and male friends that I feel like aren't just about to like touch me inappropriately and like even as I say this now I'm like I I genuinely every man well of course my boyfriend wants to touch me but like every man except Evan that I'm around I feel like I feel my body be activated and like tense and even if I feel comfortable around them I feel like they probably are just like wanting to get close to me because like they want to have sex with me which is like a horrible thought (laughs) to be living in your brain um and yeah I guess I'm just in a space now of like how can I distance myself from my dad while I'm doing this healing because he is not at all helping um and he's not really a safe person that what makes me want to trust men and his energy doesn't help me to attract more men his energy makes me feel doomed (laughs) around men and any hope of finding safe men so I guess just to kind of end this episode on saying like steps to kind of trust men again is cultivating that community of safe men and trusting your body and I think first to trust your body it is you know it is doing the work it is starting therapy and I I think I'm not going to be able to trust who are safe men until I do more of this sexual trauma healing um, and do this EMDR and this kind of like brain body reprogramming because every man to me feels like a threat except for Evan because I've grown to feel safe around him so that is that is where I'm at now of trying to release the the beliefs that my my dad gave me around men trying to heal my sexual trauma which also pushed me to feel very unsafe around men and heal these things so I can feel even safer and more trusting of um, my boyfriend and in my relationship and even if this relationship ends or whatever happens creating this group of men that I trust and you know surrounding myself with men that realize the problems with um, masculinity as it is today and men that are doing their work and men um, that see women for so much more than appearance and body and all those things so I feel like I've gone 
I I don't know. I feel like I've talked about a million things <laughs> today and gone on a lot of like tangents and stuff, but I just I have a lot to say on this. I feel like this episode could be like an hour um cuz I definitely have more to say on this topic, but I guess I'm going to leave it there for now. Um definitely DM me if you have problems trusting men, have had sexual trauma, have had Um, problems come up with your dad, um, abusive behavior from your father figure, anything like that. Would be happy to talk with you more about that or just how that's creeping into your intimate relationships and that you're looking to heal that too. But I love you guys and thanks for tuning in. Um, And there will be some amazing guest episodes coming soon. Lots of good guests coming in the works, but just organizing that all right now. But if you love the show, send it to a friend, rate and review, um, all those things. But I love you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and find some freaking amazing ass men in your life to to cultivate that trust and self-trust. All right. All the love. Bye.